it does all start with you. It absolutely starts with you. And for me, it all starts with me. Now, if you did not hear the prior episode, I would encourage you to stop listening to this and go back and listen to the prior episode where we talk a little bit more about how things start with us, the ripple effect, and the difference between an inside-out approach and mentality versus an outside-in approach and mentality. And then come on back and listen to this and continue along the journey with us together. Today I want to encourage you to stop comparing yourself. Stop comparing yourself to, to others who um, in a good way and in a bad way. Stop, stop comparing yourself to someone by saying or thinking, well, they're smarter than me, they're better than me, they have more education than me, they're more gifted than me. Or stop comparing yourself by saying the other side of the coin. Stop comparing yourself by saying, well, I, if only someone was as good as me or I have more experience, so they need to listen to me. I want to bring perspective to our mindset of the inside out approach and the fact that it does start with us. And I want to remind you, and I'm reminding myself that we all left our mother's womb with the same vocabulary, the same work experience, the same IQ, and the same, hear me out, opportunities. Now, you can't change the color of your eyes or the color of your hair. I suppose if you colored your hair, that would change. But the underlying color would still be there. But you can influence other things. And I want to share with you right up front that I am no expert on this subject matter. I am a, a man along a journey who is learning still and I want to share the learning, the growing experience. And I would submit to you humbly the next couple of moments of my path and my journey and my life. I'm a kid who barely graduated from high school, who some two plus decades later ended up teaching at a university. I'm a man who was asked to leave his very first job out of college after fighting my way through it, who eventually became the president and CEO of a large nationwide company. And the list can go on and on. There are probably a lot of things that would surprise people if they haven't seen or heard from me or talked to me in many years. And I'm not breaking my arm, patting myself on the back. What I'm instead trying to tell you is if I can make some progress, I promise that you can. To this day, I'm convinced that the only reason my teachers in high school passed me was just to get me out of this system, just move them along. I was told by them, my teachers, you'll never mount to anything. Now, that's not a paraphrase or an exaggeration. That's literally what I was told and I suppose for a short time I did live down to their expectations the good thing that happened to me was when I was asked to leave my first job out of college because it was it was a wake-up call and my thought was 
I, I devoted myself, I did everything I could, and it wasn't good enough. So, so now what do I do? Now where do I go? And then the soul searching really, really began. But my thought was, where can I go? Because, you see, I just got a bachelor's degree from a small private school in social science. My wife was at the time working at a financial services firm. And I called her. There were no cell phones back then. And I said uh, to her, I wanted to let you know I lost my job. We'll talk tonight, but I'm at home and I will start the search immediately. She said, well, we'll talk later. It's going to be okay. She called me back moments later and said, I just shared with my supervisor what happened. And he encouraged you to come in and talk about a job. And I started as a temporary entry-level, very entry-level position in, in a field and in an industry that I didn't go to college for, I didn't study for, I didn't grow up in a family that was in the same industry in the financial services. I'm proud to say I grew up in a family that was devoted, that was dedicated, blue collar, hard worker, committed, dependable, reliable, and I am so grateful for that upbringing. But I did get an opportunity in the financial services and I, I started there with a temporary mindset. They thought it would be temporary. I thought it would be temporary. And they, they said, out of their kindness and compassion, come here and help us out and do one of these jobs while you look for another and we'll help you get back on your feet. But I got there and I worked hard and I worked harder, I suppose, than the people around me that maybe felt a little more entitled, maybe felt a little more comfortable or complacent. I had something to prove. I had something to earn. I had just lost my income. I was a newlywed. We had student loans. We had car payments. We had rent. We were trying to get out of a tiny one-bedroom apartment, and we had plans, and it just motivated me to go give my very best every day. I had no idea what was going on. The, the language around me, the vernacular around me, the mindset, the attitudes, everything was a brand new experience to me. Everything was up to and including growing up in a small town in southern Minnesota and driving downtown Minneapolis and walking through the skyways like ants marching, going and sitting in a cubicle. The whole thing was brand new to me. Now, I could have, and I suppose at times I did, been consumed by and absorbed by the fact that there was change, the fact that I had uh, obligations financially looming over my head, the fact that I still, this was temporary, the arrangement, and I needed to find something permanent so I could continue to pay my bills and, and, and pursue our financial goals and get the debt off of our back that we had, which was incredibly high due to student loans. There weren't scholarships for people like me who barely passed high school. But I ground through it and I stayed focused and I didn't, I was wandering. I didn't know where I should go and what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I did know that I wanted to get a college degree and I wanted to finish that and 
and and I wanted to let that be the start of my path. In later years, I went back to my alma mater, much later, to teach at that university. And I saw students in the exact same situation that I was. They were seniors, they were business students, and they were uh, in a class that was mandatory. In every time that I would get in front of them, I would say, listen, we're going to focus a little bit less on checking boxes today and a little bit more. I hope today at the end of class, you get one more step closer to how to apply everything you're learning from a textbook into the real world, because that's where we live. That's where we work. That's where we exist. And that's what we need to be prepared for. I could have absolutely listened to all of the feedback about you'll never mount to anything and I could have had a pity party and I could have limited myself or I could have compared myself and said, you know, I don't belong in the financial services because you, you all went to college and you took finance and investing and business management courses and I never took one, not a single one. And so this industry is for you and I don't belong here and I'm going to go somewhere else. Instead, I came in and said, I'm curious. I want to learn more about this. This is interesting to me. And as long as I'm here, I may as well be devoted, committed, reliable, trustworthy, invested, and all of those wonderful things that I learned through my upbringing. You see, I don't look at my upbringing like something that was held over me or something that I regret. I'm grateful for the motivation that was given by people that didn't believe in me. And by the way, they didn't believe in me. I'm not a victim. They didn't believe in me because they were mean and I did nothing. I, I wasn't applying myself. I wasn't committed at the time. I wasn't applying the principles that that my family lived in and embodied every single day. Again, I was just kind of wandering. But eventually, the reality set in that I need to stop wandering. I have a wife. We want to have children. I want to get in a different neighborhood. I want to get this debt off my back. I want to get into a rhythm. I want to create some financial stability. And you know what else? I want to have some fulfillment. I want to have fulfillment in, in what I do. And I want there to be some rewards, not just financially, but at the end of the day, feeling like I contributed to something, like I was on a path, like I was investing. I like to stretch and grow. I like to, I like the feeling after a workout, emotionally, mentally, the, I did it. I didn't want to, but I struck through it. Also the fact that just there is an increase in endorphins and afterwards you're nice and calm and you're nice and relaxed, but also the, the so the physical benefits as well, knowing that I just did something that is going to be beneficial to my physical body and, and to my mind. But it's the result that I have in mind that's in focus that gets me through the initial hesitation or resistance to, do I really want to spend 45 minutes in the gym? Do I really want to jump on this elliptical bike? Do I want to sweat and take a second shower today? 
And then there's the, well, you know, there's a lot of other things that I could be doing. I could always prioritize something else. And I suppose even eating a cheeseburger would be priority over working out. And it's not always comfortable, but isn't it the best thing to do? Isn't it the right thing to do? And doesn't it take commitment? Doesn't it take an investment in yourself? And and doesn't that investment have a return? Yes, it does. But what if I were to stop and say, well, that's that working out is for that's for other people. I'm 47 years old now and I'm a little tired, so I suppose I don't need to do that. What about the 86-year-old financial advisor that I once knew and had the pleasure of working with who biked to his office downtown St. Paul every single day? Six and a half or seven miles round trip. What 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 is my excuse? And why can he jump on a bike and get there and go back and get some physical exercise in? And, and, and how come he can do that? And someone that lives two blocks away that has to walk is 15 minutes late, but he's on time and he's 86 years old and he's biking. What's the difference? The difference is investing. And by the way, why does someone work when they're 86 years old? Because they're invested. Have you ever worked with someone or for someone or alongside of someone who loves what they do? And isn't it infectious? And don't you want to help others in the same way? Wouldn't you want to just invest in knowing the return is going to be there and let that let that momentum build just like the workout. The first one, it's always hard to bust into, but you get through it and you go, you know what? I did it. I checked a box and I have a little more, uh, I have a little more accomplishment and, and confidence in that. And that breeds more confidence. And then I work out two days later and then I say, I've been doing this for a week. I better, I might as well clean up my eating too. And then a month later, you put on your, your pants or your jeans and you're on another notch. You've just gained one. Doesn't it feel good? And doesn't it feel good when someone says, hey, you look good. You look better. You look healthy. We know that it requires the work and the input and the dedication. And we know on the other side, it'll feel good. But why in the world are we so hesitant to dig in and to be committed and to dedicate? And I think in part, it's because we're limiting ourselves. And, and we're coming up with all sorts of excuses. Why? Well, I can't work out because I'm too busy. Well, you found two hours to binge on Netflix tonight. You found an hour to play a video game. Now, is it that you didn't have time to work out or is it that it wasn't a priority? Because there's a difference. And the inside-out approach also means I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm going to reflect and say, why am I not doing this? You know, excuses lie on the other side. Excuse me, opportunities lie on the other side of excuses. We can excuse just about anything away. I could have said, well, I don't need to go. I'm not going to go to college. I was never a very good high school student. I started on probation. I eventually got kicked out for bad grades. I got back in and I grounded out and I did it. And it wasn't, I didn't get bad grades because I was stupid. I got bad grades because I wasn't all in. I wasn't committed. I wasn't devoted. Now, was it fun to do the homework after being the first, living the first 20 years of my life, not committed to schoolwork? Not at all. But was the reward when I finally received the degree and I did it and I accomplished it? Yes. It came at a cost. It came at a price. 
figuratively and literally. That's what we're talking about here. And, and truly, I want you to stop and think for just one moment. And, and you came out of the womb with the same opportunity I did. You could say, well, but I didn't grow... I, didn't, I grew up in a different community. Of course you did. We all grew up in different communities. But why are some successful people coming out of poverty-stricken homes in communities uh, that, that are very challenging and very unsafe? And, and why can someone grow up in a, in a great community with nothing but you know, support and, and end up in prison? Is it the circumstances around us? And are we are we giving ourselves excuses based on everything external, external? And are the expectations that I don't, I'm self-limiting, I don't need to try harder, I don't need to quit because it's just, it's not my thing and I don't have the same opportunity. I once had someone tell me uh, at, the, at the last firm I was at when I was president and CEO and someone said, you know, Jim, you probably would never understand the struggles I've had because, you know, for guys like you, it just seems to come easier. And I said, please define guys like me and explain further. He said, well, you're teaching at a university and you're the president CEO of a successful firm and you've done a couple of these other things. And I thought, boy, I'm glad that I've given the impression that everything's come easily, I guess, but it has not. And that is not coming from a place of pride that is coming from a place of humility. Ten years ago, I wouldn't have been able to share with you the the journey that I took and I was embarrassed for the path I took and now that I'm a little bit older and I hope a little bit wiser, I can look back at that journey and I can say, I learned from this and why wouldn't I help to encourage others and pass it along? Perhaps somebody will be prevented from taking a wrong turn because of a warning from me. And perhaps you can do the same thing for others. And that's the other part of Inside Out is it's not just about us. So you're, you're limiting yourself from opportunity, but you're limiting yourself on what you can give. And listen, just for a moment, stop being so concerned about the what the world owes you and should give you and what you should be getting. That's another form of self-limitation. It will hold you back every single time. The mentality of holding back because you perhaps are entitled to a little bit more and you know what it is. You know where your mind goes. You you know why you think of things like, well, I, I could go the extra mile, but I'm not going to. I could, I could help my neighbor out who's going through some health challenges and go over there and shovel their sidewalk, but I've got some other things to do. Just go shovel the sidewalk. I could give some money to a local charity, but I, I just, it, I, it's not that I don't want to. I just, I keep spacing it. Write that check today. Call them up, get online, and, and give that money away. Or how about this one? I don't have much to give by way of finances, but I believe in this cause and I want to help people, but I don't have the money. And it's, if I did give, it would only be 20 bucks. And it's me, listen, 20 bucks is meaningful to a nonprofit. Uh, give it to them. Or how about this one? I can't afford to, 
but my cable and internet bill is 100 bucks a month. My car payment's 500 bucks a month. I've got my vacation fund, uh, my vacation fund uh, ponied up to be able to go spend, you know, two grand on a vacation, but I can't afford 20 bucks. Stop limiting yourself. Stop with the excuses. And I'm not saying that from the outside in. I'm saying they're limiting yourself and for the results that you can get, but also the results that you can give. And that's the inside out approach. And that's the ripple effect. Everything you say and everything you do in your family, in your home, in your close circles and at work has an impact on somebody else. When you come to a meeting with a a bad attitude or you're tired or you're a little bit jaded because of a phone call you just had, you're negatively impacting. You are a purveyor of negativity for the next 60 minutes with those individuals. And they don't deserve that. You don't want to be in that presence, so don't give that away. But it does start with awareness. It does start with some self-reflection. And then from there, it start, it goes to uh, your awareness of the next ripple and how am I impacting others? More to come on that in future episodes. Today, I want to wrap up by focusing a little bit more and, and summarizing some limiting thoughts and action. And I, and I want you to step up to the challenge for the benefit of you, not me, not anybody else. Would you give yourself permission to be a little bit more devoted, a little bit more committed? Now, why is it that sometimes we fear and we say, so I was speaking with a man that I was consulting a few years ago, a very successful businessman in Southern California. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with, uh, with a handful of things and, and, uh, around my weight. And he said, it's, it's, he said, it's given me, uh, my, uh, I sleep on the couch and I, sleep, and so I don't sleep as well. And I sleep on the couch because I have sleep apnea and I snore so loud and I have sleep apnea and I snore so loud because I'm overweight and because I'm overweight, my confidence isn't as good. And it impacts my relationship with my wife and with my kids. And, and I don't, Right, and I've never been this heavy before, and I feel disgusting. And and we went on and on and on. And I said, "Well, listen, we can remedy that." And he said, "How?" And I said, "We're going to do this with just modifying a couple of things." And I said, "Now, what?" I, I said, "I want you to stop, and I want you to think about something." When I'm going to talk to you, we're going to do this by by fine tuning your exercise. There was none at the time but the exercise portion of your life. And we're going to fine tune the diet portion of your life. Now, I further explained to him, I said, what I don't want you to hear is you have to stroke a check for an expensive gym, buy $500 worth of shoes and clothes, get a personal trainer, wake up at four in the morning, drink organic wheatgrass shakes, and then gag a little bit and go there. And then just to have someone run you through the ringer for two and a half hours, and and then you're going to be tired, and then you're going to be... So I don't want you to think of it that way. You're already limiting yourself. No, here's what I want you to do do tomorrow do you have an okay pair of tennis shoes or walking shoes yeah I do tomorrow I want you to take 15 minutes of your lunchtime 
and I want you to walk around the block. And how much water do you drink? And he said, is there water and coffee? I said, well, there is, but it's a dehydrant, but that's okay for another time. Uh, I want you to get a water glass that's uh, 10 to 12 ounces, and I want you to drink three of those throughout the workday. Just do one in the morning, mid-morning, just throughout the mid-morning, have one with lunch, and then one throughout mid-afternoon. He said, what do I do next? I said, forget about it. I want you to to call me or text me and, and tell me how it went. The next day, he said, I walked around the block, easy peasy, and I drank three glasses of water and everything's good. And I said, fantastic, do it again tomorrow. And he said, is that it? I said, yep. I said, let me know how it goes. And I said, do it again. And then a week went by and I said, walk around the block twice and, and increase your water consumption just a, just a little bit more. And what do you normally eat for lunch? And it's a burger and a fries. And I said, do me a favor, instead of the burger, get a sandwich with a chicken breast uh, that, 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 that's not, you know, um, deep breaded or anything like that or deep fried. And instead of fries, I want you to get a side salad. Okay. What do you want me to do next? That's it. That's what I want you to do. And, and that turned into, I want you to walk a mile or over the course of lunch. And then, and then it, I want you to walk a little bit more and I want you to take the bread off of the chicken sandwich and just have a chicken breast, cut it up and put it on top of your salad and avoid the sweets and reduce your alcohol consumption. And you know what he did? He lost 30 pounds. He got rid of the CPAP machine. He stopped snoring. He increased, increased his confidence level. He want, went back to being able to sleep in the same bed, in the same room with his wife, and I could hear it in his voice. Now, here's what I want you to hear. He didn't go from that to, he didn't stop everything he was doing in, in some big and scary way and all of a sudden do nothing but drink filtered water and eat organic veggies all day long and work out and skip a half a day of work. I hope you're hearing me. He took a step the next day to be a a little more committed, a little more devoted, and a a little more invested. And who was the recipient? Not only did he receive better health, better confidence, better energy throughout work, but the ripple effect, his relationship with his wife, his relationship with his kids, his confidence with with his office and his staff increased, and I'll bet he was in a better mood, and I'll bet that right? Every interaction was a little bit better. Why wouldn't we want that for ourselves? We do, we should, but we've got to start somewhere. So let me wrap up by asking you to do something again for the benefit of yourself. When it comes to your personal development and growth, whatever area that is, and when it comes to your professional development and growth, would you care more? Can you care a little bit more? Care more about the cause, care more about the progress, and and let it bubble up towards the top of your list. Will you try harder? Now, I'm not saying try the hardest. I'm not saying go from working 40 hours a week to 80 hours of work. This isn't a time thing. This is an attitude thing. This is a commitment thing. I go back to that blue collar upbringing that I'm so grateful for. But can you try harder at being more devoted, being more reliable, being more trustworthy, being punctual, being respectful, being communicative, being accessible, being responsive, being engaged in the workplace? And lastly, 
Can you commit to stretch yourself? What steps can you take tomorrow to get closer to one or two or perhaps three personal and professional goals that you have? And just start there. Don't let the excuses creep in. Remember, the opportunities exist on the other side of excuses. So they're going to try to creep in early. They're going to try to creep in often. Don't let them. Take just a couple of moments at the end of this podcast and write down two or three personal and professional goals that you want to not immediately accomplish, not seek perfection, but step towards. And then what are those action steps? Showing up is half the battle. Before you take the field, don't you have to be dressed and taped and ready to go? Get dressed, get taped, get ready to go, get engaged. And remember, you're doing it for yourself and you're doing it for others. And so if you lose motivation for self, think about the people around you. Be a little bit better for them. If you're going to let somebody down, let yourself down. And I hope you don't do that. But if you are going to let someone down, let it be yourself. Don't let the people around you down. Care more, try harder, and stretch yourself.